Simon Gamewell, brought to you by TAP, social thanking platform. Hello and welcome, this is Gratitude with Attitude. Coming up today, I'll be talking about how gratitude empowers the voice of the social care sector. I'll be joined by Liz Blacklock from NACADS, and she'll be talking about the Voluntary Care Professional Register. There'll be some more of your lovely dedications, and of course, there'll be some great music, all chosen by my special guest, Liz Blacklock. And remember, if you want to thank someone and express gratitude, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download the app. Let's get going then with the first of Liz's choices. It's Elton John, I Want Love. A man like me, so irresponsible A man like me is dead in places Other men feel liberated And I can't love shop feel cold Don't feel nothing Just old scars Toughening up Around my heart But I want love Just a different kind I want love Won't break me down Won't break me up Won't fence me in I want, I want love 
Getting voices heard in the social care sector is often a difficult task, making changes to the sector slow and lethargic. The social care sector is always overshadowed by their more dominant sibling, the NHS. Partly because of the need for social care to be given a voice, NACAS, the National Association of Care and Support Workers, has just launched the Voluntary Care Professional register to facilitate this voice. If you're a social care professional, you can join the register by visiting www.vcpr.co.uk and it's a hashtag join the conversation VCPR. Gratitude also has an enormous role to play in giving a voice to the social care sector. Gratitude builds and strengthens our relationships with other individuals and also our teams. When we show gratitude to our co-workers, it not only makes their strenuous endeavors validated and acknowledged, it creates a more positive environment and makes the sector more attractive. It helps to increase recruitment and retention. When a team is a positive, supportive space, no one will want to leave. The positive, energetic, grateful culture has an effect on the care that is given too. Grateful people are kinder. The role of the social care professional is never just a carer. They become friends and an extension of the family. Gratitude makes people more empathetic and better listeners. And these are qualities that are essential for anyone working in the social care sector. Many of the social care superheroes are involved with palliative or end-of-life care, even though this can be a very difficult time for the families of those nearing the end, the care is delivered kindly and empathetically through the power of gratitude. It, it, it allows there to be a good death when our loved ones are made as comfortable as possible. It's often the role of those working in palliative care to console grieving relatives. Gratitude also helps with the grieving process. When we are able to take a step back from our grief, and thank those who took care of our loved ones in their final moments. The TAP app 
it is a great way to go back and thank those very deserving unsung heroes. Gratitude helps to tie up those loose ends and give us a sense of closure to the grieving process. We're able to see the situation more objectively and are able to move on. Liz Blacklock from NACAS said, I just think people need people. When they have uh, time to reflect. Sometimes they do need that. They need to express gratitude to provide that closure. If you've had someone who they may have lost a family member, it may have been end of life, someone you were looking after through their end of life, and you take them through to the end. There is such a thing as a good death. And I think for people to come back and say thank you afterwards, they get that closure and that peace. And the ability to grieve, and the ability to know there's nothing left at the end that they need to be upset about or worried about, because they know they were able to thank the people that did it, that helped them. And that gives them the ability to move on and fill that mum-shaped hole without the person in it. Gratitude creates a virtuous circle. Someone is kind, we are thankful, and they feel recognised and validated for their actions. It will spur them on to be even kinder and more appreciative themselves. So let's continue spreading love through the power of gratitude within the social care sector and give it the voice it truly deserves. Okay, more music then. Liz's next choice is Blue Pearl, Naked in the Rain.
wash away the pain Step into the blessed rain Cool the fire in your soul The rain will make you whole Come and wash away the pain Step into the blessed rain Cool the fire in your soul The rain will make you whole then let's hear some dedications from Taps Thanking Walt. And don't forget, if you want to thank someone and express gratitude, visit thankingpraise.co.uk and download our app. So, first of all, we've got a message from Karen Wilkinson to Amica Care Forget-Me-Not Services in Amica Care in Somerset. And she says, Thank you, to all our homes for organising their forget-me-not services for all relatives who lost loved ones over the last year and for the staff and residents to say goodbye. Although painful for many, hopefully it has brought much comfort and closure. All services were loving, respectful and emotional. Thank you again. And here's one to the Whispers Care team at Whispers Care Solutions. Says, thank you for your flexibility over this throughout the last few weeks. Huge thanks also to the carers who have been vital to mum's well-being and daily life over the past few years. Special mentions must go to uh, Chrissy Dugdale, who has kept me sane and my mum smiling. Also to Christine Seeger, Becky Hayward and Nikki Kaplan, who've always been fantastic with Mum. There are many other carers who've worked hard to get Mum on side and have brightened the day through little touches such as a nice plate or a good chat. So thank you to them, including, including Christella, Annabelle, Shannon, Laura and Lauren. Also, massive thanks to everyone in the office who has dealt with my queries and notes most days. Thanks, Sally, and everyone else I spoke to regularly. Apologies if I've left anyone out, but we really appreciate the care and support you've given to Mum and all of us during our time together. Nikki Reed says to Chloe Hamilton at the Adams Practice in Upton Surgery. Not only does Chloe work extremely hard, she's also flexible and willing to fill in extras when there's an emergency. It does not go unnoticed. Recently, Chloe took a kind interest in 
in an elderly gentleman who was isolated and feeling low after losing his wife. She asked me to call in to follow up, and, what, and he was incredibly grateful. He was not the sort to bother anyone and was unlikely to have sought help and support otherwise. This is just one example of how Chloe's kind nature improves people's lives every day. Thank you. Monica Alburn says, To Eben, Portmore Dental in Weybridge. My daughters joined the practice two and a half years ago. The two of them had to have a lot of work done to their teeth. And when I say a lot, I mean at least 10 visits in a year. I would like to say a huge thank you to Ebden for carrying out all the procedures in such a smooth, professional way. With no pain, which is so important. I'm very impressed with the way you carry out your work, the way you explain things to the girls, and that you have the latest dental technology. So happy we joined this practice. And finally, Claire Cattlemore said to Mrs. Foran, Mrs. Hall, Mrs. Warwick at South Fallsworth Primary School in Manchester. She says, thank you for all your hard work that you've done with Charlie throughout the year. He loves coming to nursery each day. We are very pleased with his progress and his confidence has grown. We really appreciate your hard work and support. Thanks. Okay, more music then. Here's Sam Sparrow, Black and Gold.
to the top of fear That it's all just a bunch of matter Cause if you're not really here I don't wanna be either I wanna be next to you Black and gold, black and gold 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 And joining me now is Liz Blacklock from Nacast. So, hello, Liz. Hi there, Simon. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for joining me. We're going to be talking about the Voluntary Care Professional Register in a moment. But let's start by talking about you. So, what was it that brought you to the uh, care sector in the first place? Well, uh, my background is I am a registered nurse um, and have been for many, many years. Um, I basically, I, I started a care company with some business partners because within my nursing career, within primary care, I've, I've seen a lot of disparity. It's that typical old conundrum of the social care, um, the social care reputation. And in my work as a, as a nurse in the community, it just used to um, destroy me really because I used to see so much inconsistency, poor care, care, care is not turning up. Um, and again, it, it was that dragon's den persona uh, mentality of wanting to do something better. So we set out to to do it better. And I like to think we've achieved some of that at least. Yeah, yeah, br- brilliant, because uh, even though there are more people employed in social care, it's the NHS that gets all the plaudits and, <laughs> and all the recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay then, so, so the Voluntary Care Professional Register. Uh, can, can you tell me a bit more about that? So, I joined NACAS. Uh, the reason I got involved with this particular aspect was I joined my team up to NACAS as, a, as an employee benefit because I loved all the things that, that I say they, we now offer. Um, and I just think it's really important that you look after your staff. Um, we know, as I've just said, that in it, I'm going back, given that I'm talking about my experience with the social care going back 20, 20 more or more years, and things have not evolved, things have not improved. And we were talking, I was talking with Paul, who's the founder of NACAS, and also Adam um, of IHSCM, and we just wanted Adam through the people plan and his team had already said that they had a view for a vision for a, a register. England is the only country out of the UK not to have a register. Um, Paul had already just said he had a, a vision of a register. And obviously, as a registered nurse, I totally see the value in it. And it's it's integral to my professional being without what, that wanting to sound not too twee, I hope. And so I was asked with a number of others um, if we would set up a committee and start to investigate the possibility of having a register. Now, it's voluntary because in order to make it mandatory, that has to be enshrined in law. It's that simple. It has to be recognised, picked up, mandated by the government. Um, So that's why we're going down a voluntary route. Um, But on the upside of that, if it's voluntary, that means that everyone who's got a passion for care and everyone within the industry will want to join it. And I, it's sad to say that I think people who maybe are not in the right 
role maybe cares and not necessarily the right thing for them or for whatever reason I imagine probably won't join it so I'm hoping that by those people who have got a passion for care will join it and really start to elevate the the um the profession as a whole change that negative into a positive narrative uh, yeah yeah and really why wouldn't someone join if they're a conscientious care professional they really care about what they do it, yes it, and obviously many voices speak louder than just one don't they so, so it really gives um care, care professionals as a whole a, a voice doesn't it it does absolutely and by it, it just starts to change. It's not It's not the only answer. We're not naive enough to think it's the only answer. We think it's not going to change the face of care overnight. But I think giving my team, just my small team, I'm based in Hampshire, um, we get this, this the constant, oh, you're just the carer. You're just the carer. Well, actually, we're not just the carer, but um, we're the person that goes into somebody four times a day 365 days a year that might not have any family or not family close by that might not see anyone else we we know we, it's a trusted relationship we are doing incredibly personal activities with these people and and they trust us and they talk to us and they devolve their life long secrets and life stories and we get to know them as a person we know when things are not right we're the people that call the gps out we're the people that have that intrinsic instinct as to when things aren't right and so, but our carers, but we still get the, oh, you're just the carer. What do we know? Well, we actually know quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, because really the um, uh, care professionals or, or, or the carers or, or whatever, they, 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 they become like a, a friend to that person, like a, an extended Absolutely. part of the family, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yes, a lot of, I mean, I, I, I myself still see clients and I have a really close relationship. I mean, that's not wanting to sound unprofessional, but they do, they, it's, I think that's when we're the people that are in the job that love the job. You have an innate ability to, to draw and, and to discuss and make people want to com- confide in you and talk to you. And, and you want to do your best in return by giving them the best of your knowledge, expertise back. And, and the times that I, my team, have got, have got our clients out of a sticky situation or, or have managed to stop a situation from becoming exacerbated because of our knowledge, uh, uh, far too numerous to mention um, and our reputation has grown because of that and it's all about increasing the reputation and the public perception and I don't just mean the general public I also mean healthcare professionals it's a lack of intrinsic lack of understanding about how social care works social care is not just care homes it's so varied you know you've got supportive living you've got domiciliary care you've got care care professionals going in as part of the re-enablement team you've got end of life care there are so many different facets just like there are in the NHS you have healthcare assistance in the NHS that also would come under the social care remit because of the work that they're doing there's just so many different areas um, and we need we need that to be recognised we need it to be understood Particularly, in, you know, the lack of understanding, as I said, you know, when it comes to just simple, I'm going on domiciliary care because obviously that's the area that I know the best. But the lack of understanding, the lack of planning ahead when it comes to discharges is is just shocking, really. Yeah, because yeah, the recognition is is a really important part of it, and gratitude can can play a really big role in that. Just a simple thank you can, can go a long way, can't it? 
Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, we say we are, again, out my team, you know, we are on court every night. You know, we wait for them to come home. We say thank you every day. I was out. I was out seeing a client on Saturday and I just popped a message. I, you know, a couple of my, my team kind of still went over and above and they stayed late because we had a client that was quite poorly. And I just popped a message saying thank you. Thank you for doing what you did. Thank you for helping me out. Thank you for helping our client. And, that, and that's all. And they just said, actually, we don't need thanks, Liz. But actually, I think just the fact they had thanks, and it came from me. And I, I'm not wanting to big myself up, but honestly, I'm a director. I'm not out there very often. And it, you know, they don't see me that often. But I think the fact it comes that they know, they love the fact that I know who they are. Obviously, and that's the beauty of being a smaller company, perhaps. But um, I think it it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Yeah, it certainly does. And it. Even though people don't, don't do the job purely for the plaudits, if if they get uh, expressions of gratitude, it'll make them kinder and, and deliver better care as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, it it will make them maybe next time not think twice about you know having to do something because they know it gets it gets uh, acknowledged and you know and depending on depending on I mean we've gone out I mean I'm. The way I mean, the way I the way I look after my we look after our team. Maybe you know, with those little things, it's not just the you don't have to spend a lot of money, but you could just a little a bunch of flowers every now every now and again if you think that somebody's going through a difficult time or or just a little acknowledgement really. Um, and it does come back because actually I had an amazing not so long ago um, from one of my team huge bunch of flowers, huge bunch of flowers because they 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 felt that I'd we had supported them over the course of a difficult year and that was lovely and so for me to get that back was just was amazing and I, I know how it made me feel so it just it, it's you know it goes in circles definitely i always say gratitude is the gift that keeps on giving isn't it you, you absolutely yes yes you gratitude that the person feels good and feels validated be kinder and they might go on to expect express more gratitude themselves as well absolutely i mean and, and it all goes down and as i said it's that ever it's that it's just it just self-perpetuates isn't it it's just a cycle if you if them um, if people are recognized and they're given gratitude and they're respected and their opinion is asked and and understood you know even if it's just like a, a nurse speaking to a, to someone about a client and they they actually listen to what the the um the care professional says and they act on it and they work they collaborate as a team it's all about it is all about that mutual respect of each other's professions and working together for the benefit of the client and that goes a long way and that means that care professional will stay in the role it means the client gets better care it means that the care is expedited whatever happens to be so that if they're unwell the care gets expedited the treatment gets expedited they get home it's it's not rocket science uh, yeah and, and b- building a culture of gratitude in the social care workplace is really good for recruitment as well and for staff retention isn't it absolutely we we're in the process and again um stop me if you don't i mean obviously i'm wearing two heads here i mean i've got my own business head on and then obviously NACAS head on but again um we we're just introducing a new policy um i can't even say 
reciprocation policy at the moment. <laughs> Reciprocal, I can't say it. <laughs> just as bad as me with pronunciation. Yes, but basically, you, you kind of, you scratch find that, I'll scratch yours. Someone, you know, someone can't, you can't always plan your life events around your work. Things happen and to know that actually you just have to say, actually, if I, if I take these files and I'll give them back to you next week, would that be okay? You know, and providing that you, Obviously, it's got, to, it's got, to, you know, the clients can't suffer. It's got to be within the needs. But it's all about working together for the benefit of the client and the staff member as a team. And then again, the staff will be more likely to help you out when you'll say, help, we really need support because for whatever reason. And they're more likely to do it because exactly. they know that they've got that support. Well, they've had that support or they know that they're going to get it back when they need it. Exactly, in what we call psychological safety, where people yeah. yes, feel free to feel vulnerable at work because everybody has a bad day. But if you know that the team around you are going to support you and you're going to support them, it absolutely, yeah. really just uh, yes. self perpetuating, isn't it, really? It is absolutely very much so. So, and how, how do you think, uh, uh, using TAP, but we've got a new, new app which is uh which is out which makes it really easy to say effective so so how, how do you think that um um NACAS working with tap is uh, uh such a good idea why, why is it such a positive thing i mean i just think anything really that uh that pub- i mean it's that public in the in the public eye so someone can go on it's a small random act of kindness as well isn't it it's a i mean um i, I, I use the phrase random acts of kindness those find people being able to go on onto a public forum and just put in thank you you did whatever abc or d today any made of the world a difference and people being able to go on and see that publicly it will then hopefully encourage people in the sector they can they can see that care is not just about of the negative that we hear all the time it's all those tiny little things that independents do i think particularly for those private independent micro providers that are on their own or maybe just work with one other person it's having that public thanks having people be able to see um what they're doing how how someone in the care can improve their lives and i think it might make it will it will provide trust it will provide um confidence within within the public i think that they feel confident that they can get people to when they need them to to be looked after they can they can actually find people to and know that know that they're going to be looked after and that they're going to be safe i think that's got a lot to do with it um safety trust and confidence De- definitely and i think one of the problems as well when when people want to say thank you uh, or when they uh, feel they should be saying thank you, but that they're often at a point of crisis that they're watching one of their yeah. loved ones fading yeah. away or whatever. So, so it, it, it's good with, with something like that. We can go go back uh, after the event and 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 say thank you when we're, we're actually feeling better ourselves. Absolutely, and I just think people people need people need when they don't have they have time to reflect. Sometimes they need to do that. They, they they feel they they have to in whatever way they want to do it but just having it it provi- can provide closure i mean if you've had someone who they may have lost a family member it may have been an end of life uh, end of someone you were looking after soon their, their end of end of their life and you take them through to a, a it's i mean there is such a thing on my background is also palliative care a good a 
a good death. There is such a thing as a good death. And I think for people to be able to come back and say thank you afterwards, the closure that they get and the peace and the... I think it is, I think that maybe that's the word, it's peace. And the ability to grieve and the ability to know that um, there's nothing left at the end that they need to be upset about or worried about because they know that they were to thank the people that did it, helped them, and that gives them the ability to move on and find that shaped hole but without the person in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, because the gratitude at the end offers some, some form of closure to, to the whole yeah. process, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Just a uh, uh, couple of things. So going back to the voluntary care professional register. Yes. How how can care workers uh, actually join the register? Where, where can they go to to do that? So the register launches officially um, on the first of September, and they can find it at www.vcpr.co.uk. Hashtag join the conversation VCPR. We're administering it, but it's not an ACAS register. I want to make that clear. It just, ha- it's got to sit somewhere, if that makes sense. It's got oh, to sit somewhere. So. Position it somewhere, haven't we, to, to start? Yes. So, um, basically they go on, they click the join, join um, register. The register currently, because it's in a pilot phase and it's voluntary, is free to register. It's really important that we get as many people on there as we possibly can. We need to evidence the need for it to the lawmakers to make them understand that ideally it should be mandatory. But at the moment, you know, it will be free to register. Um, they, they will then be given a PIN number, a bit like the Nursing Mobility Council, they'll be given a PIN number. So, but, And the value will be, they can say, I am a registered care professional. I'm a registered care, but, and just those three words, I think, changes the whole perception of care. Yeah, I, I think that's a, very important. I, I like the fact uh, uh, that we're calling them care professionals rather than uh, care, carers or whatever. Yes, yeah. they are uh, p- uh, people p- pursuing a, a professional career, aren't they? Absolutely, it's about it's about providing. Um, care as an alternative to nursing, as an alternative to any other care inside um, career in health and social care. That care is a viable professional um, career choice within itself and you can travel up as high up the career ladder as you want to or you can stay at a level that you're comfortable with. There's no, there's no there's no prescribed you know, method. It's about what you're doing, what you want to do and your, your passion it's the people that you're looking after and the trust that you and the, and it's in that quid pro quo you make someone feel good you, you i mean i have a thing on my door in my office it'd be the reason it sounds really twee be the reason someone smiles today and it's it is a bit twee but actually it's true be you know the fact you go away having put a smile on someone's face they go away having having received all the all the expertise and care that they need to set them up for the day and, and it is a very much a quid pro quo situation. Absolutely. A bit like that uh, smile poem by Spike Milligan when the smile <laughs> tra- travels around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's great. We're, we're almost out of time. And throughout the show today, we've been choosing your song choices. So, so just before we go, your chance to actually introduce one of those choices. So, so what song should I play for our listeners to hear? Um, the song I've chosen, and again, uh, everyone thinks oh, I wear my heart on sleeve a bit. There's a song I came across so, a little while ago called Your Story. No, I beg your pardon, The Story, but it's by Brandy Carlisle. But it's actually the version I've chosen is by an actress called Sarah Ramirez. Um, 
And I just love the lyrics. It talks about when I was nursing, essentially, you used to sometimes think that people got picked up and dropped in a hospital bed and then they got discharged and you never saw them again. And it talks about the rich, valued life that someone's left and it says that the lines on my face are the story of my life. You know, so someone's lived to 90 and they've got lines on their face. I've got plenty of lines on my face. Um, but it's the story of my life and the life that they've lived. And you don't get to see that life, but everyone's got a story to tell. Everyone's got history. And and I think it, the, the lyrics for me are absolutely beautiful. And that's the song I've chosen. Thank you, Liz Blacklock. And here's the story. lines across my face tell you the story of who I am so many stories of where I've been and how I got to where I am but these stories don't mean anything when you've got no one to tell them to it's true I was made for you I climbed across 